0: Hey, how's it going? Josh here, and this is episode one of Tech with Josh. This episode is titled 5G. Is it worth the hype? Let's get started. First of all, what is 5G? 5G is stands for a fifth generation of wireless. So, you had 1G, which was the phones way, way back in the day, like car phones, stuff like that, first generation. 2G allowed SMS to phones, and then 3G allowed 2G was also edge so slower web browsing 3G is what we all remember 3G even the iPhone the second iPhone was named after because they was that big of a deal 4th 4G as we refer to as LTE now was called fourth generation and the LTE stood for long-term evolution because there was a service called WiMats for Sprint which was fourth generation through Sprint that was only available in CDMA and it wasn't as fast as the LTE capabilities, but it was easier to deploy in the beginning because they used existing towers and things like that. And now we have 5G. So like with the 4G, like I said, with YMATs and LTE, 5G you have subsets and millimeter wave. What does it mean? Well, subsets is basically the mats of it all. So you do have... More bandwidth than 4G, but it's not as much as millimeter wave. So you're going to have slightly higher speeds than 4G LTE is given now, but it won't be as congested, meaning that you have more consistent speeds. What do I mean by that? So when if you've ever been to like an arena, things like that, and everybody's there using the phone, it goes a lot slower. Because there's not enough bandwidth. So the more people attacking one cell tower. The less bandwidth there's to share. It's like a highway. And it gives a certain amount of lanes. So that. So if y'all know. Let's figure 4G as a three lane highway right now. LTE has a three lane highway. Whereas millimeter. will basically add. Two more lanes. I mean substance will add about two more lanes. Or one more lane. So it moves faster. So it's not as congested. Whereas, millimeter has the most bandwidth potential, so it gives you about eight more lanes, so that's why you're getting faster speeds. So right now T-Mobile is using subsets, which is why they were able to roll out a lot faster and throughout more of the more parts of the United States than Verizon and at and t for the millimeter. But the average download speed on subsets, is basically what LTE was many years ago when it first launched, when there wasn't that many people on the system. For example, when I had my iPhone 5 in 2000... When was it? 2012? Yeah, 2012, the iPhone 5 launched. And... Or the 2013. But I had it with LTE, and I used it in Miami, Florida. And I literally had over 100 megs down. Sure, it was an open area, things like that. But not that many people had LTE at that time because it was a newer technology. Now, every phone has LTE. And that's the whole thing. One of the reasons why the speeds aren't that great. I live in New York City, so I'm lucky enough to have some of the fastest mobile network speeds because it's a more city Our urban environment city, and that brings me to, like, AT&T. So AT&T has subsets and millimeter wave. So throughout the nation, they have the subsets, like T-Mobile, not as big a coverage, but in certain cities, they do have millimeter wave. And luckily, luckily enough, they have millimeter wave here in Manhattan, and with millimeter you can get over a gig down on a cell phone. And your uploads over a hundred. It's amazing. But the thing is, what are the other carriers doing? Let's talk about them before I tell you the drawbacks. So Verizon, they have they're mostly focusing on millimeter wave because like AT&T, they do provide the internet in the home and there's so much more you can do with 5G. Such as wireless television, which is what ATT, why they started, why they acquired DirecTV and things like that, because they want to change the way they offer their TV service and the internet service in the home and rural parts of America, because they are a cable company in certain parts like Connecticut. They had something called Uverse, but now it's all wireless, and now it's called ATT TV. So, with 5G, it opens up what they can do, and with the gig speeds, they can bring more internet to those rural areas, which is why 5G is so amazing. But, like I said earlier, Millimeter is 10 times as fast as sub So, why wouldn't everybody go sub Why would people go sub Why is T-Mobile so heavily focused on sub Well, Millimeter Wave has such a low threshold. For the spectrum to penetrate, the reach is so low or so short that if someone walks next to you and stands between you and that cell tower, guess what? You can lose your 5G just like that, which is bad. And people like MKBHD, Michael Fisher, they've done tests in Boston when Verizon rolled out. A tree would knock out the signal. A will make the signal worse. So, that's with Verizon, who was known for their best coverage in America because of the spectrum they use. So, that's the problem with the millimeter wave. It doesn't penetrate as much, and it doesn't have that big of a range. So, even though you have all that speed, it has a lot more drawbacks. And, that's just the network itself. What about the toll on your phone? What do I mean by toll on your phone? Well... You might not know this but new technology drains battery faster what do i mean well 4g when it first came out was draining the phone so bad so like the htc evo which was sprint's first real 4g device other than like AirCards, which i also had that right there the battery wouldn't last five six hours when ymas was on and i've tested the ymas so let's say back then it was 3G, I was getting, what, a meg at most, whereas with the mass, I was getting 6 or 8 megs. And then, so I had to undervolt the CPU, and I had to, I rooted my phones and everything back then. And then on Verizon side, the Thunderbolt, the first LTE mass-produced phone with Verizon, the batteries were horrible too because of the technology, that new antenna. Is pulling away at the battery. Well, Josh, that was 8, 9 years ago. Almost 10 years ago. Why would that matter to us now? This is 2020. We make way better phones. Our phones last more than 2 or 3 years now. I'm still using this phone from this era. Yes, I understand that. And yes, you have great battery life now with the LTE because the modems have been refined and each generation of like Snapdragon processors or Apple, A-Series or Samsung Echo... Um, Equinox processors, SNO's and processors, have gone better and better. But the thing is, that's not 5G. So, if you have a 5G phone now, you could attest to the battery draining faster, as opposed to having 5G off, because it's using more processing power to interpret the signal. Which is one of the reasons why a lot of manufacturers held off and then put 5G onto any of their products until the high-end flagships, they made another one. Let's look at the Motorola Z Flip. Now, there's a Flip 2 with 5G. The Galaxy Fold, both of them now have 5G. Why? Because the price was already high. To put 5G modem in there will make it higher, and it's a new product. Why would you put 5G on there if it's not going to be... Like, it's an experiment. So, they have 5G. If they were released with 5G, it would have more problems from the start than they already did. And that was horrible. So, let me ask you a question. Do you, do you need 5G? Do I need 5G? No, we don't. Yet. So, let's look at iPhone. This is before the iPhone 12 is released or any announcements of it from Apple. It might have 5G. Am I going to buy it just because of 5G? No. Am I going to buy it because of the other features? No. I'm going to buy it because I need a new phone. My iPhone 10 is slow. The is not lasting me as often, and I still have 93% battery health. And it's moving a bit sluggish, and the camera I see is not getting me those pictures I want anymore. And 5G will be amazing to have. Heck, my plan even covers 5G. I... I'm on AT&T, so with my business package, I do have the highest package they have, which is unlimited everything with unlimited data. They don't bother you or deprioritize you. And I have 100 gigs of hotspot, and it supports millimeter and subsets. But I did it for the hotspot reasons. But the 5G isn't a major selling point, and it shouldn't be for you yet either because it's not tested. The coverage isn't there yet. Unless you're on like T-Mobile and you're just doing subsets, it's nice to have. Especially if you live in parts of the country where cell signal isn't the greatest. I know people who live cross country that only get 10 megs on 4G right now. And honestly, it's a hassle. And if 5G to subsits can get you 20 megs, it might not sound much like much to many of us. Listen, like right now I'm running a speed test. I'm getting 45 megs right here in the basement. On the LTE, on my phone. And that's enough for me when I'm at home. When I'm out and about. Outside the basement I get 50 with AT&T. There are times I get like 12, 15. But what am I doing on mobile network? Sure, like I said, I have hotspots. So with my phone... Once 5G is available when I'm on the go on my iPad, if I have a 5G enabled iPad or whatever, I can take advantage of that when I'm not uploading, when I'm uploading stuff outside the home. That's what 5G is for, like businesses, things like that. People that want to download, you can download like that a song in less than a millisecond and a Netflix show in like two minutes, an episode, if that. But we don't need it, and it drives up the price of the phones because the processes cost more. The licensing fees they have to pay to Snapdragon and Qualcomm are higher, or Intel, for their modem, which they just sold off their division to, I believe, Apple. But that's besides the point, the cost is going to go up, which is why any phone with a 5G moniker that supports millimeter and subsets is a bit higher than the other ones. Whereas if you have like a one point one plus seven pro, it does support sub sits, but only on T Mobile, which makes no sense either. It doesn't support AT T five G or Sprint five G, and Sprint five G phones don't support T Mobile's. So even though it's a universal standard that we've been using for years, like four G, that's why all the phones now have SIM card, even the CDMA carriers like Verizon and Sprint. And they're interchangeable once the phone's unlocked. 5G is going to make that a hassle now with the bands. Because other than sub-6mm waves, there's bands. And that's a whole nother discussion. Like LTE bands for at I know off the top of my head, 17, 22, 7, I think 11. There's a bunch of different bands, but the whole thing is priced. And that's why Apple's going to say, hey, we're not including a charging brick or USB cable either this year or next year, because guess what? The price of the phone is going up, and they want to keep the price as low as possible. You can say, hey, no, they're trying to save money and make more money by us buying it separate, which is true, but also is that 5G antennas and chipsets cost money. And to power these phones, we have these bigger batteries, and 5G is just in your way. But like I said... I'm going to get my hands on the 5G phone if the new iPhone supports it. My sister has a 5G phone. She has the S20. And she's used it in tests. It said it works fine, but it's not as openly available as over here. So, once I get a 5G phone, I'll definitely test it out. For my friends who have it, they don't even turn it on because of the battery problems. So, that's it for this episode of Tech with Josh. Hope you learned something. Take care and be safe. Bye-bye.